0: Hi, I'm Mike Phil. I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Generic Ad. Join us every Wednesday as we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you get your podcasts or at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are a proud part of the Forgotten Entertainment Podcast family i swear i talk more in the episodes
1: hey it's andrew morgan host of the nomcast the netflix original movie podcast each week we review the biggest netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry the music industry comedians and of course our fellow podcasters check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com follow us on the socials at nomcastpod And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time.
0: Welcome to cracking One Open with Mike and Elise, a podcast where we drink beer, talk about beer, and yeah, that's yeah, what I we do. Yeah, I think you just covered it. That's what <laughs> we do. <laughs> Remember when we were supposed to do like pop culture news and reviews?
1: Yeah, that was when we had time. What is time?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, technically <laughs> we could, it just doesn't really jive with the podcast format anymore. Yeah. It was like, oh, we have four minutes left, let's talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really work. Anyway. Anyway, that's because we love beer so goddamn much. It's true. So what are we drinking today?
1: This week we are cracking open Pathways, an experimental hazy IPA from Offshoot Beer Co. located in. Oh God, I fucked this up last time. I still don't know if I'm right. Placentia, California. Ooh, let me see. Placentia.
0: Although that sounds that sounds gross. It does. Yep. Nope. That's probably (laughs) placenta. Placenta, California.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the placenta is an amazing thing and it's like, has amazing healing properties. Anyway, the brewery, (laughs) this brewery is just one piece of a bigger puzzle. Offshoot beer co actually is an offshoot of another brewery called the brewery, (laughs) but it's spelled B R U E R Y. Um, And the brewery was founded by Patrick Rue, and his last name is spelled R-U-E, so I'm uh, I'm guessing that's where the inspiration came from.
0: I get it. I get it.
1: (sighs) Anyway, it was founded in 2008, and this is from their website. Quote, it was Patrick's passion and insatiable curiosity that led him to open a brewery, build a team of world class, like minded brewers, and eventually earn the title of Master Cicerone. This unique combination of unwavering creativity, unquestionable expertise, and relentless innovation drive us to craft beers that, quite frankly, might change the way you think about beer.
0: <laughs> Unlikely.
1: <laughs> That's a bold statement. <laughs> Uh, So a big part of their philosophy at the brewery is taste over style. Their beers are inspired by the culinary world, traditional beer styles, natural ingredients, vineyards, and even junk food. So taste over style. What I took away from that means that they're not aiming to produce certain types of beer or have a certain range of beer types available at any one time. It's really dependent on the taste um, where they find inspiration in. For the beer. Hmm. So, whatever style of beer lends itself to that flavor is then like born from that idea. All right. So, in 2015, the brewery expanded to include a co brand called the Brewery Tarot in Anaheim, California, which is the facility slash tasting room where they moved all of their sour beer production. The brewery continues to craft non-sour and spirit barrel-aged beers at its original site in Placentia.
0: What does terroir mean? I uh, thought you said terroir. 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 terroir right? No, oh, it's, yeah. it's
1: spelled totally differently. Interesting. I don't know.
0: It's French. French. It's got an X at the end. It's one French-ass word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's one French-ass name. And then... In 2017, Offshoot Beer Co. was born in order to specialize in hoppy beers packaged in 16-ounce cans, released in limited supply from the brewery for fresh enjoyment. And this is because, right from the get-go with the brewery, Patrick Rue made a promise to never brew an IPA. But as time went on, the brewers there knew that they could make some like seriously world-class hop-forward beers, so Offshoot was born. They say, quote, Sure, we could talk hot profiles, malt bills, and yeast strains, and delicate food pairings, but right now, we'd rather just relax and drink one. So Offshoot is basically an outlet for the brewers at the brewery to brew the beers that they want to drink when they're off the clock in sunny Southern California.
0: Must be nice! Must be nice! Let me shovel this four-inch thick ice sheet we got going on here. Yeah, basically.
1: (sighs) So today we're drinking Pathways, which Offshoot says is a, quote, trailblazing, hazy IPA bursting with aromas of peach skin, creamy citrus, ripe pineapple and fresh coconut that pours a perfectly hazy orange. The flavors follow suit with a hops and yeast based tropical medley of pina colada, orange peel, tangerine, grapefruit and just a hint of freshly cut grass. Enjoy the path less taken. End quote. So for this beer, the brewers at Offshoot used Citra hops, and then they actually partnered with their friends at Yakima Chief Hops in Washington in order to use their experimental cryo pop hops.
0: What? Pop hops and their cryo? I don't know if I've ever been at pop hops.
1: (laughs) Well, you're going to love this because I... Also, finally, have an answer to a bigger question as well. Whoa. According to Brewbound, in 2017, Yakima Chief Hops launched their innovative line of cryo hops, a hop processing technology that separates whole hop cones into two components. The Brockt. I don't know if I'm saying that right. B-R-A-C-H-T.
0: Sure. Brocked. That's what I would say.
1: Which is the leafy outer portion of the hop. From the concentrated lupulin, which is the interior resins and oils, the concentrated lupulin pellets provide a maximum aroma impact. Hence the pop in cryo pop, uh, which in this case gives the blend of citrus, tropical notes and sweet aromatics.
0: So Stif- pop hops are only ever cryoed.
1: That i don't know.
0: That write-up doesn't tell me what a pop-hop is. No,
1: but we finally know what cryo hops are and what makes them different.
0: They're pure La Poulin. La Poulain.
1: So Stefan Weber, production manager for the brewery and Offshoot Beer Co., says, quote, Pathways was brewed with wheat and rolled oats for a soft, creamy mouthfeel. The cryo method removes a lot of the vegetal characteristics from the hops, leaving us with a fruit-forward beer that packs a citrus punch. We had a lot of fun getting to play around with this unique blend. We brewed about four beers with these hops on our pilot system before dialing in the perfect recipe for Pathways. Pathways is the perfect beer for sharing with friends, Weber notes. Quote, I have a camping trip planned for this weekend, and the first thing I'm packing is a couple of four packs of this for my cooler. And just a side note, this beer debuted in September uh, of last year, so it was definitely more... Uh, camping-appropriate time.
0: There's Southern California, it's always camping-appropriate time. Uh, Those fuckers. fucking bastards.
1: <laughs> and then, of course, we've got Citra Hops, a.k.a. 114, which were bred back in 1990, and Citra's lineage includes U.S. Tetnanger, Heller Tower Mittelfra, Brewer's Gold, East Kent Golding, and an unknown variety of American Wild Hop. Citra hops give an ideal mix of high alpha acids and low cohumulone, which makes it good for bittering, but it's excellent as an aroma or flavor addition at any stage from pre to post boil. This is in large part due to their high myrcene content, which is one of the major hop oils, and it's heavily associated with citrus, but can also be found in mango, lemongrass, verbena, and grapefruit. Citric can also lend delicate and desired aromatics, including gooseberry, lychee, mango, melon, grapefruit, orange rind, and passion fruit. And that's what I got.
0: I want to try these pop hops.
1: Pop hops. Pop, 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 pop. Let's pop
0: to it. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs>
1: We're back. We are back. Let's crack it.
0: The crack had a nice pop to it. it
1: <laughs> I see what you did there. Let's see how perfectly orange this pours.
0: I don't see, any, I don't smell anything off the top. I forgot this is hazy already.
1: <laughs> oh, it is perfectly orange and holy hazy. Granted, our I actually had the forethought to throw a couple pills glasses in the freezer, so that's probably adding a bit to the haze. But
0: no, even if you get rid of the, some of the.
1: Oh man, Some that is there. so like orangey and citrusy right off the top, but you can also get that creaminess like immediately. Ooh,
0: creaminess right off the bat. Oh, this smells, oh, this smells good.
1: All right. I, I gotta dive in. This smells like a creamsicle. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Ooh, interesting. Damn. You get that creaminess right off the bat.
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I Okay. So I take back my comment about creamsicle. It, it kind of smells like one, but it doesn't taste like it. It's, I feel like it's extremely bitter instantly as soon as you sip it. And then it like immediately transforms into sweet, like creaminess or may, maybe it's, the, is it the carbonation that's just like crazy on your tongue? I think
0: the carbonation maybe makes you think it's crazy bitter. Cause I don't think this is crazy bitter at all. It's got that creaminess. What's interesting, and I kind of like, mm-hmm. although I do miss, is that the cryo, and maybe because of the way they do it or, or the pop hops and not, the other types of hops we've had cryo, mm-hmm. I don't get that insane vanilla.
1: No, that's right. That's what I was looking for, and too. And this I, is I don't probably the
0: first one I don't get that crazy vanilla, but I do still get that ice creaminess mm-hmm. to it. It's just not a vanilla flavored ice cream.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe what I'm getting initially is more of a mix of the, the hoppiness and the carbonation. And that's what makes it seem a little bitter right off the bat. And then you, d- you just get that like creamy mouthfeel after that. I'm struggling to find that hint of fresh grass though. Fresh cut
0: grass. I get a little, see, I was going to say I get a little bit of vegetation. Okay. That might be the fresh grass, although they say that the cryo takes out the vegetation. But the fresh cut mm-hmm. grass is in.
1: It must be yeah, part of the hops itself. Part of the hops. Because mm-hmm.
0: that was in which one? The, that was in the cryo.
1: I would guess it would be the pop hops because that's not that's never been listed for Citra.
0: Right. And I've never tasted that in Citra. Yeah. So it, I wouldn't say fresh cut grass, but it does remind me of like vegetation in, in a good way. Yeah. And sure, fresh cut grass, I guess. If fresh cut grass was an ice cream Uh. mixed with like some kind of citrus. But I can't pinpoint like this is lemon. This is orange. This is
1: I'm kind of pulling tangerine. Yeah, it's definitely not specifically lemon or lime. It's even not even specifically orange. Like I'm I'm getting tangerine.
0: But are you getting tangerine because this is an orange beer? No, no. Okay.
1: It's because I can fully eliminate those other three that I listed. <laughs> maybe I can, Okay, so maybe tangerine or clementine, but I'm leaning more towards tangerine because that was in the notes. Yeah. But, it, it, but it's not quite orange.
0: See the clementine. I'm kind of more. Or maybe I just don't remember what a tangerine is like. But I thought clementine is further away from an orange than a tangerine, right?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Then I would say it's more clementine. Although it's been forever since I've had a Clementine or a Tangerine. Yeah. Although no, because we made the Fifty Shades of Gin drink. I oh. When Fifty Shades of Grey came out, the hotel that I guess is in Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Had a signature drink. Had a drink. signature
0: drink and it's called the Fifty Shades of Gin. So the theater I work at, we stole that recipe because they put the recipe out. We didn't really steal it. They gave it to everybody. Yeah. Um and we did that as our special drink for when we did 50 shades of gray mm-hmm. at the at the movie theater. And it is hands down the greatest cocktail of all time.
1: It's delicious. I am personally not a fan of gin and this I am. But yeah, well, you're yeah. not. And and it's still fucking amazing.
0: It's phenomenal. The only problem is it takes a lot of tangerines to make. Yeah. Especially, but you do it in summertime, you can make a whole pitcher. Yeah, of it.
1: you got to make it by the pitcher or and else it's just, not, not, ooh, not yeah. even worth it. And you got to have fresh thyme.
0: Fresh thyme on top of the glass. It's not in the cocktails it's on top of the glass, but you get that smell as you taste it. The aroma. It. Ugh. But yeah, Fifty Shades so of Gin. Look up the recipe. I'm sure it's still online. Mm-hmm. It is phenomenal. And you can up that recipe to make a whole pitcher and last forever. So yeah, that was the last time I had a tangerine.
1: Ooh, we have Tangellos. So, Should we juice those Tangellos and...
0: <laughs> see what it makes. I'd have yeah. to taste the to see It would make a good 50 shades of gin drink. Although I could probably make a gin drink with those. Yes. But this is going off the deep end.
1: Down. All right. Sorry. But... Back on track.
0: So those tangerines... Oh, those tangerines are super bitter. No, you know, I've had clementines before I had tangerines because I had a box of clementines. My mom gave me not long ago. Mm-hmm. But they are further from oranges. So I would say that's what this is.
1: Fair. Fair.
0: But... I mean, this just anything cryo hop. I I love.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like we really haven't had anything with cryo hops that we didn't like immediately fall in love with.
0: But like, um, look at how far down on the glass I am already.
1: Yeah, that's true. And you've been talking too.
0: <laughs> and I've been talking. It's just. Oh, but you
1: still have a refill. Okay.
0: A slight refill. <laughs> it's just absolutely in, insane. Like the the way cryo hops make everything creamy and ice creamy yeah. is just something was, I um, really latch on to.
1: Was cream the first one that we had with cryo hops
0: cream was the very first cryo one we had from tribus Mm -hmm. i don't did we do that on the podcast yes we did um and that blew me away and that one is straight up ice cream
1: it is and that was a collaboration so i don't know if they're gonna bring that back although they did bring bake sale back right
0: they brought sell back a couple times. And that's cereal another, spiller. That's another Milford thing. Cereal spiller, they brought back that alternate version.
1: Yeah, okay. But that was also a collaboration. On, yeah.
0: They should bring back cream. Cream was. By so the way, good, we're but- talking
1: about Tribus, obviously.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Tribus also has done cryo hops again a couple times. Mm-hmm. I believe Potion had cryo hops.
1: Um for a sour.
0: They did a sour Maybe. with cryo hops.
1: So, okay. So that must have been a.
0: I don't remember if it was sour or not. It definitely
1: wasn't Zaz. No.
0: I thought it was potion. I could be wrong.
1: That would make sense, though.
0: But, like, and then we just had cryo hops a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. on the cast. It's just anything with cryo hops that ice creaminess really is something that I think I really latch onto. Yeah. And I have not found anything like it. Does it solve all beer problems, perhaps?
1: (laughs) Is it just like a fail safe like it's a, a cure easy yeah
0: <laughs> put a cryo hops on it it'll be good yeah and it is it's really good
1: i wonder if it'll be like the lazy way to make beer at some point
0: you know not a lot of breweries use cryo hops though
1: yeah that's and when they true. do it's
0: always a limited time thing so it's got it's either one... expensive yeah. or you're saying this one brewery is the only one that does cryo hops or are they the only ones that do cryo pop hops
1: uh, it's not this brewery, it's the Yakima.
0: That's the hop company. The hop company, yeah. yeah. Is they, Yakima the only one that makes cryo hops? Or That's they, the
1: impression that I've gotten.
0: And these just happen to be cryo pop hops. Yeah. So they've got to be hard to come by. A lot like um, Stra- uh, Strat Hops. Stra- Strata? Strata Hops.
1: Yeah. Oh, the yeah, the um, Strat City.
0: Like Strat City <laughs> okay. made a big deal out of it for mm-hmm. when two roads did Strat City. Tribus, I think, was got Strata hops uh, or Thim- Thimble.
1: Probably Tribus.
0: Somebody got Strata hops and also made a big deal out of the beer. So like,
1: I feel like Tribus is more experimental than
0: Thimble. Yeah. In terms of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. In terms of what hops they use. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I mean, those aren't really experimental. They're just expensive hops Mm. because they're newer and rarer Mm -hmm. and they don't have a lot of stuff going on. So that could be the same with cryo hops because it can't be easy to like, it's not simply throwing them in like liquid nitrogen, you know, I know the word cryo and like they burst and the is there. Although that's what I picture in my mind. That would be awesome. Is like a hop bursting in this cone Mm. of yellow, just standing still. (laughs) It's gotta be a much more complicated process and to make yields that will create a batch that, we're not even talking with offshoot right here. Mm-hmm. We're not talking Tribus delivering to, you know, Southern Connecticut. Yeah. And even then they're not, they don't distribute yet. Mm-hmm. You got to come to their brewery. You know, we're not talking cryo hops like that. We're talking cryo hops that they made in Southern California. And now we're getting on the other coast, Northern.
1: Which is pretty crazy to of think the about. the other coast. Yeah. You know?
0: They're going North and East to mm-hmm. get to us. It is crazy to think about because if Cryo is that rare that hard to do. Mm-hmm. But the brewery is also rather a large well-known company. Oh, I know we've had stuff from the brewery a bunch of times. Yep. And we've had stuff from Offshoot before. Mm-hmm.
1: But oh that cucumber sour thing from the brewery that we had last summer, that was so interesting. They were the
0: cucumber sour? Uh-huh. Oh, that was actually good and I hate cucumbers. Yep. Yep. That was uh it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. actually I loved that so much
1: like I only got one can I think just to test it because I wasn't sure how we would feel it well I mean I knew I would love it but I wasn't (laughs) sure if you would like it and we both ended up liking it it was just
0: so refreshing and delicious yeah but like that can't be easy that production value that being able to produce such large quantities to be able to ship it this far Mm -hmm. and have it on tap at your brewery yep and have it to deliver somewhere else yeah and Offshoots got to have a tap room or they chat, they tap at the brewery.
1: Yeah. And I, I will say like the other the other beers from the brewery, the ones that I see at our local liquor store are a little bit more expensive than we normally would spend on cans. But damn, was that worth it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's, it's just got to be it's a cure all for beer, but it's got to be an expensive cure all. Mm-hmm. Putting the cryo hops in there. But I don't know if it could hide every bad beer. No. no, no. And
1: I feel like putting it with, like mixing it with citrus, is kind of safe. So I wonder what it would be like. With, that is very safe. Um, with any other hop.
0: But that's the thing though. When we have cryo hops, have we ever had anything with cryo hops where it's only the cryo hop? No. That's another thing I'd be very interested to try or know about. Maybe it's just straight up garbage. Maybe it needs another hop.
1: That would be my guess is otherwise it would be too sweet and like just kind of weird. Like it needs some some kind of bitter. Do you think it makes?
0: Yeah. Do you think it would make it too creamy? I think so. To the point of disgustingness.
1: Yeah. That'd be my guess.
0: It's just a really good beer. The one thing I will say is when you have cryo hops in beer. Mm -hmm. It does make your beer artificially heavy. And what I mean by artificially heavy is it's not actually super heavy. No, but But I feel like I can't have a second one while I'm drinking this one.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's not filling me up, but I don't know if I would necessarily reach for the same one again immediately
0: after. It feels like it would fill you up. Yeah. I think because it feels creamy and ice creamy, your body's Mm -hmm. giving you the signal of this is creamy. You're having ice cream or you're having milk.
1: Yep. Brains be crazy.
0: Brains do be crazy. And also...
1: I don't know what how you feel about this, but this is not a food beer. This is something think, to be
0: enjoyed. I don't think any cryo beer is a food alone. beer. Alone, yeah. Because it tastes like ice cream. Uh, I don't know about alone. I think any cryo beer would be great with a pie or ice cream on its own.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Because ice cream is a great side for pie. Mm-hmm. And obviously ice cream is a great side for ice cream. Because I could have ice cream all day, every day. <laughs> I love ice cream. Um, hey
1: baby wanna go to Carvel
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: it's 30 degrees outside you wanna go to Carvel yes
0: the Carvel where we can only eat outside yes Yes. (laughs) cake I don't know Uh, I would still say cake Mm, depending on the frosting maybe but yes desserts desserts for sure cinnamon like a cinnamon sugar this would go go so well
1: with an orange cake
0: Oh, my God, it would be perfect with orange cake. I haven't had orange cake in a a while.
1: Yeah, because only I've I literally never heard of orange cake until your mom made it. And even she said it was difficult to find. And like
0: because my dad loves orange cake. mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's hard to find. Orange cake is really, really good. It is. But yeah, it'd be great with orange cake. It would be great with pies. It would be great with ice cream. It would Mm -hmm. be great with anything cinnamon, I feel, because that creaminess would go well with the cinnamon.
1: Interesting thought. Yeah, I could see that.
0: But yeah, I I don't think it will go well with appetizers. Wouldn't Mm -mm. go with fish. Wouldn't go well with burgers. Wouldn't go well with salads. Yeah, no, this
1: isn't going to go with anything like savory.
0: Yeah. It might go well with one of the like summertime salads that have a lot of like strawberries and citruses.
1: Like a watermelon feta salad.
0: Yeah, like watermelon feta, or like a hey, here's some small like tangerines or clementines mm-hmm. and walnut kind of salad, okay. kind of a thing, something uh, like that. Candied walnuts. Yeah, like it would go, oh. it would go well with those kind of salads. I think. Okay.
1: Agreed. But then Agreed. again, those
0: salads are kind of like a healthy dessert to begin with because I have the candied walnuts and the and the fruit clementines, the super and sugary stuff. fruit. Yeah, yeah. they had a lot of sugars going on. So yeah, I feel like it would go well with anything with sugars. Yeah. But then again, as I say that, barbecue has a lot of sugars and it would not go well with sweet barbecue. <laughs> now I want ice cream. <laughs> so the can is a big, tall 16 ounce can. It's uh, just a wraparound label, uh, but it wraps around really well. It wraps around the full way. Yep. Uh, says offshoot beer company. It oh, oh, hold on. Does it, it twice, which is weird. So, the can is wrapped around. It's a nice, like, oil based painting of uh, just like a landscape. There's hills. You're on top of a cliff. There's a hiker sitting down looking over the cliff at the hills and trees. It's all very pink and light orange and green and yellows and purples. Very interesting color palette. And
1: very sunset like.
0: Yes. Speaking of sunset, on the left side of the wrapper, there is a sun. Either going down or coming up, it's about you know six eighths of the way up over the horizon. Only a little bit. It's an interesting being fraction being blocked by the horizon because it's just the littlest, tiny part of it. <laughs> and it says Offshoot Beer Company in this really interesting font that I love. I can't describe it. Wouldn't it's just six eighths so be bizarre. Three quarters. Oh, it's not three quarters though. It's less than three quarters. So. Five-eighths? Five-eighths? No, that's it's like seven-eighths above the, above the horizon. I forgot about okay. what's above. <laughs> uh, but the offshoot font is awesome, and it's white, and it's in that circle. And then mm-hmm. a little bit further down toward the center of the can, you get that same sun, and it's way above the horizon. And same font, offshoot beer company. And then pathways and just cursive writing, just nice white cursive writing with the shadow behind it to kind of give it three dimensions. And then on the bottom of that, it says experimental, hazy IPA, and regular font. Uh, it's a very pretty can. It is. Can you I re- tell why
1: it caught my eye?
0: I really like the colors and the horizon. Uh, I, I think the offshoot beer company just logo is really nice. It's I like fun. that writing. It's fun. It's interesting. It's a logo and writing and font that isn't just straight off the keyboard. Mm-hmm. You can't type that font. You can't no, write that font.
1: That, see, that's what's, that's what I really like is like, it looks like handwriting.
0: It looks like handwriting, but at the same time it looks Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, computer still did it, but
1: and I always wanted to like back in the day, like when I was still doing a lot of like building websites and and HTML and stuff. I always was very interested in making my own font.
0: I think that's the most interesting thing. I I, I completely agree. Like, yeah. even with you know the forgotten entertainment websites and doing our, my own promotional material or like fake posters mm-hmm. or any kind of Photoshop stuff downloading the different font types to make stuff Mm -hmm. and like they have to make all the letters all the numbers lowercase versions the symbols and all that yeah also make them work together it's a very interesting kind of job but that's what that looks like yeah it's definitely not hand-drawn but it's hand-drawn and then made computerized to be a perfect hand-drawn fun bizarre kind of thing yeah so it's great and absolutely i can see why this caught your eye i'm a little disappointed there's no peach in this though Because the color scheme is kind of peach adjacent. Everything is peachy.
1: Okay, I can see where you're coming from. The purple
0: cliffs, the red mountains, the pink.
1: But I also feel like peach would almost make this sickeningly sweet.
0: Oh, I'm not saying this particular exact concoction needs to be peach. (laughs) Okay, okay. But I am saying it almost makes this, this can makes it seem like there's a peach beer inside. That's fair. But now that we're on the topic. Peach ain't no sweeter than orange, baby. Mm, I don't know. You just don't like peaches. I just. Which is. I'm very. Really I'm weird. very
1: hot and cold on peaches because.
0: Peaches are awesome. What did <laughs> peaches do to you? Peaches did something to you.
1: Soko fucked me up, man.
0: Oh, that is peach based. But that doesn't taste like peaches.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Oh, you think it does? See, I don't think Soko tastes like peaches. I think it tastes weird and like its own thing. Mm hmm. And I didn't know it tasted like peaches until we read that it was made with peaches. Like it took oh, me Oh, 100%. Forever?
1: So, well, the thing is, I'm, I'm very sensitive to peach because growing up, we know I never really had anything that was like specifically peach. So when I had SoCo, I was like, this is, you know, at first I was like, this is awesome. And especially I wanted to appreciate Southern Comfort because my nanny's like signature drink was Southern Comfort Manhattan. And I just had that bad but that really bad one night, <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of ruined peaches for me, which is really sad. Um, but I am warming back up to them because that was a very long time ago, and i'm I'm doing my best to appreciate them.
0: I think you're crazy, yeah. I hated UV blue, but I can still have blue raspberry stuff. I just can't have UV blue. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, other than that, I think the can is really pretty. I think it really, like, speaks to everything. Obviously, it still has the brewery logo in very small font right Mm -hmm. next to the government warning. So clearly it's still part of the brewery, even though it doesn't want to be. Brewed with cryo pop original flavor blend. Almost makes it seem like a Cheetos kind of thing. (laughs) Like with that flavor blend. It's very, like, official the Cryo Pop has its own logo and a, like a TM. Uh, it's very, very interesting. On the side, it just says India Pale Ale, 7% alcohol by volume, one pint. It doesn't tell you it's got Citra. Obviously, you can see Cryo Pop original flavor blend, but it says blend, which is interesting. It doesn't say Cryo Pop Hop.
1: Okay. So uh, there was, I'm wondering now, now that you brought that up.
0: There are no pop hops, are there? This has all been a lie.
1: Well, it's a blend of hops. No, I'm not. I'm not saying (laughs) that Um, there. I can't remember what the name of the hop was or what beer it was in, but it's basic. It was basically like a flight of hops. Maybe it was called flight something flight where it's just uh, a couple different hops together, but like purposefully something flight. Oh my God, that's going to really bother me.
0: I'm not recalling anything you're saying to me right now.
1: Because uh, you don't do the, the beer
0: beers. Oh, you read it. I thought you were saying we had it. Okay.
1: No, we, we definitely had it. It was in one of the beers that we covered for this podcast. I just can't remember which beer it was, but it was like they listed it as a hop in the beer, but it was technically a blend of different hops. <sighs> Oh, my God. I can almost see the can art, but I just can't. Oh, my God. This is going to kill me.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what it is. Although, actually, now that you're saying that slightly rings a bell, maybe. (sighs) But, yeah, I have no idea.
1: I'm sorry, listeners. This is not great podcasting
0: (laughs) (laughs) material. cut Cut out the silence. And what you'll do is you'll add a ding when you figure it out and record it afterward. Yeah. That's what I do with Forgotten Cinema. Okay. Here's what happened, guys. All right,
1: look forward to that in, <laughs> in two seconds. Here, here it is.
0: Um, but yeah, I think this is a great beer. I think it's creamy. I guess orange adjacent, like you say, mm-hmm. it's really hard to pick out the citrus, which I always say is the best. Although I do like being able to figure out like apricot and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think we're getting away from that because even we haven't had a lot of beers where it's like it's apricot. It's the stone fruit.
1: No. Well, we did have those beers for a, like took, a. Oh, it was
0: like a huge there was section. A, there was
1: a stretch where that was all that was available. And I feel like it was just because it was very trendy. And thank God we have transitioned away from that because it got a little stagnant. But yeah, I wouldn't mind going back to a beer where it's like, this is apricot forward. It might be OK now. Mm,
0: I don't know. I need more time. <laughs> We were on a break. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that. Although I do like finding specific flavors in beer, obviously. That's why we did this podcast and the tasting notes. Mm -hmm. I do like that sometimes in hops, you can't find the specific fruit. Yeah. And I think this is another one where it's like, it's Clementine. No, it's Tangerine. It's not exactly orange, but it's a little orangey, but we don't really know because it's got a citrusy note, but Who knows? Mm -hmm. And that could also be because the cream is kind of knocking it down. And I think that makes it work. Yeah. Because it makes you really focus on the beer. And I feel like that makes you taste it more and better. Like your brain is more part of the taste profile. Mm -hmm. I've had Coca-Cola so much, I just taste (laughs) Coca-Cola. I just drink it like it was water because I'm made of 80% Coca-Cola. Yeah. But Every once in a while, if I sit there and I really taste the Coke, I'm like, oh, there's notes of this and that. And oh, wow. This is why I love Coke. And that's kind of beer when you have to figure out what it is Mm -hmm. when it's good, at least. Yeah. (laughs) When it's bad, obviously like this sucks. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, But when it's good and you can't really tell what's going on in the beer Mm -hmm. and you want to, you're like, hmm, wow, why do I like this beer? Because you know that I feel like everybody who drinks beer knows that it's made of malts and hops and wheats and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. plus fruits. And there can be so much in it that affects that beer that you're more likely to go, oh, what could this be if you don't directly know? Yeah. And in this beer, we don't directly know, not because they haven't told us what's in it, because they have, but because the hops aren't giving us a specific fruit. But there's flavors that our brains are trying to associate, which sparks a conversation yes. between the two of us and sparks your brain to kind of want to think about what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. Plus them them cryo hops is just ice cream. Them cryo hops. Love it. And that's all I got. Great beer offshoot slash the brewery. Yes. I Extremely
1: if, enjoyable.
0: I don't know if I'd bring this on a camping trip. Nah, fuck it. I'd bring this anywhere. It's, it's ice creamy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is totally like any, pretty much any time of year.
0: Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. I'd have this at any time.
1: Yep. Awesome. So I guess thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode as you finish it completely. Uh, (laughs) And if you enjoyed it, please rate it review it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on winopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwinopen.com or shoot us an email at crackandwinopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you.
0: Unless you're an asshole. I'm just kidding. Whoa. We'll take whatever. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else you got to plug? Buy my books on Audible, guys. Amazon.com or Amazon, I guess, owns Audible. Maybe you can get them on Amazon.com too if you search. I don't know how Audible works. Go on that website. Look for Michael Butler. I've got books like Sour, Switch, Our Front Gangsters, The Final Girl, Coffee at Midnight, Progressive Entrapment, The Vacation Planet, uh, and more. Uh, the Murder of Kelly Christopher. Check those books out. Get them. Buy them. I don't make money out of them unless you buy them, which it would be great if you did. Uh, and uh, keep an eye out for future books. I'm, I'm always working on other books, so they always come out. I've also got Forgotten Cinema podcasts with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with audiences. In its initial run, we'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it Uh, You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem that's available at podcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts or ForgottenEntertainment.com because we are all part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. And while you're there, check out all the other great podcasts that are there uh, and videos and all that kind of other good stuff. That's all I got for now.
1: And a special thanks then for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert.
0: Until next time. Cheers. Clink. These are, clink. You, know Clank. you know, what you know how Babish has the Empty Plate Club? Yeah. I should have the Empty Glass Club for like when I oh, finish my beers.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: this is a member of the Empty Glass Club. This go. year has actually been really good. There's been a lot of members of the Empty Glass Club. It's
1: true. Yeah. Let's start that.
0: Yeah. This is a member. And then go back in the episodes and see which ones I've said I finished, which are like three or four already this year. Boom. Those are also members. Yep. Anyway. Peace.